0: Hello and welcome to this Isis Energy podcast uh, where we're discussing the week's energy news. Well, my name is Miriam Sears and I'm the deputy news editor I- for the energy team here. And I've got with me Julie Fisher, who is a gas specialist in our gas team, and Ludo Aldersley, who is our deputy editor for our LNG publications. Hi there, Miriam. So, Julie, um what we've seen happening in the gas markets is basically Gazprom. Gazprom has played a major part this week in terms of um, auctioning gas uh, into Europe. Uh, so, um, can you tell us a bit about what's been happening and and what Gazprom has been doing there?
1: Yeah, sure. So Gazprom basically has this week auctioned, or tried to auction, 3.24 billion cubic metres of gas um, for delivery, winter delivery, into the German market uh, that was, could be sold either to in, onto the Nel pipeline, so that goes across to West Germany into the Netherlands, or onto the Opal pipeline going down towards the Czech Republic. They held the auctions between Monday and Wednesday, and then on Thursday they announced that they'd sold uh, just around a third of that gas, Um, that's one billion cubic metres.
0: Okay, a third of the gas that they were trying to auction doesn't sound like maybe what was hoped to be sold. Can you give us a bit of an idea about whether they will use this process in the future, what's going to happen going forward?
1: Yeah, um, it doesn't necessarily sound like much, and certainly people in the market have been saying they're not they're surprised that that more wasn't sold. Mm. Um, they think that might be because of the price of the gas. We don't know exactly how much it was sold for, but Gazprom said it was around that long-term contract price but we're still not entirely certain what that is either because there are various different figures floating around the market and some uh, players in the market have been saying that the reason that a lot of the gas wasn't sold is because it was more expensive than people had expected in terms of going forward Gazprom have definitely not ruled out auctioning gas again in the future but they've said that they are still committed to their long-term oil index gas contracts which is how they sell most of their gas at the moment. So okay. we'll just see what happens I guess.
0: Okay, and and Ludo, if we're thinking that there's a bit of uncertainty as to how much Gazprom was selling this gas into Europe for, what implications does the price of Russian gas have for perhaps the LNG um, market in Europe? Have?
2: Uh, well, it's an interesting time for the LNG markets uh, around the world at the moment because there's a bit of an excess supply, particularly in the Pacific Basin, um, and a lot of traders are looking increasingly at, at, at Europe as, as a potential sink in order to, to find a home for their cargoes. And the the general flaw or the perception of a, of a, of a flaw in the LNG markets is the liquid Gas hubs in northwest Europe, such as in the MBP or the TTF, um, uh, but where the long-term contract price is in Europe, and where this this um, where, where where these volumes have recently been sold from Gazprom into into Germany, where where that price is settled, whether it's whether it's under the hub price, mm. that would mean that the the LNG floor has to go even lower. Um, or whether it's just above that high price, I think that that's that's um, that would be interesting uh, for for some LNG traders and perhaps allow some LNG traders more scope to bring in volumes into Europe uh, a little bit sooner than, than than otherwise. But I think there is still some some way. Um, there's some distance that prices have to travel in the, in the global LNG markets before it becomes competitive for for LNG traders to bring gas into Europe, or bring right. LNG into Europe rather. Um, there are still buying markets, particularly in the Middle East and uh, in India and Pakistan, um, uh, who have shown some more appetite uh, pricing-wise for, for volumes on the spot.
0: Okay. And in terms of Gazprom's activity within the LNG industry itself, can you give us a bit of an update on what's been happening this week?
2: Yeah, so Gazprom have been quite active. Um, they put out lots of press releases last Friday, fourth uh, of September, um, following up from uh, a conference um, that they held in in uh, I think it was Eastern Russia, um, and they 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 agreed several. Several things with um, stakeholders in the Sakhalin plant uh, for an expansion, mm-hmm. um, which isn't news in itself because they, they've they've been trying to to uh, to advance this expansion project for for some time. Uh, but it's it's another step in the right direction. Um, perhaps another nail in the coffin of the Vladivostok idea. Uh, and um, it just it just goes to show that they're uh, they're trying to bring bring forward the, uh, the expansion to fr- from two LNG trains to a third train, so that's effectively from ten MTpa currently to fifteen MTpa. Um, so they've they've signed things with um, with the uh, stakeholders such as Shell, Mitsui and Mitsubishi. Uh, and interestingly, they also had an agreement with um, with a Korean. Um, delegation so that could could signal that they're they're targeting career as as a market for those extra volumes mm. from Sacklin uh, train three
0: okay great thank you ludo and thank you julie for uh speaking with me today keep uh listening for more isis podcasts and go to www.isis.com for more information on our coverage thanks <laughs>